0: Well, one thing I never get tired of touching on is the fact that I believe the US is getting over 70% of its cobalt supply from the Democratic Republic of Congo which has little to no environmental relations and mm-hmm. one thing that's even more disturbing is that they're notorious for using child labor. Now it's estimated that over 25,000 children are currently employed and and cobalt is an mm-hmm. essential mineral that we use for uh for our batteries and for other EV technologies so to me, I think I think as a country, as long as we're going to have politicians that are going to be advocating for more renewable energy technologies, we need to really look at where we're getting our minerals from, and if there's a way that we can source it from either here or Canada or Australia and have a good combination, good working relationship between all three countries, uh, we should be working towards that, not away from it. <laughs> Hey, everybody,
1: this is Rob Kintz with GoldSilverPros.com. We're recording this on the 22nd of April, 2022, and I'm joined by a first-time guest on the program. His name is Ryan Sistad. He's the executive director of Better in Our Backyard, and he advocates for something that we've been advocating for on the channel for a very, very long time. So I was very interested in bringing him on to tell his story and what his group does. Ryan, how are you doing today?
0: Doing great. Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. So I think I heard this correctly. You were on Fox News before?
0: Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean the Yeah, yeah. Um, around this time last year, it was pretty random. We, we posted something on Facebook. It was a yeah. simple graphic and took off from there a little bit. But have yet to be back on it since I must have not boosted their ratings good enough. But yeah, no, we, we definitely made an appearance.
1: No, that's Im- that's impressive. I mean, that, that you know, a lot of people work entire careers doing media and never getting on a big station like that.
0: So congratulations. Oh, well, thanks. I no, appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for the compliment.
1: So I wanted to throw a kudos out there to you. So tell us about Better in Our Backyard. What, what does this group do?
0: So originally about five years ago, Better in Our Backyard was created to promote and advocate for responsible industrial development in northeastern Minnesota with a strong focus on young professionals. And, and uh, we still have a focus on young professionals, but I think it's evolved since then where we're just advocating for industry and professionals as a whole in the region and originally, we had a very uh, strong focus on promoting Polymet's NorthMet project out of Floyd Lakes, Minnesota, which is a small rural community um, in the Iron Range uh, in northeastern Minnesota. And now, since then, we have started to advocate for more projects like Twin Metals Minnesota out of Ely. Um, Enbridge has now completed Line 3 replacement project. And now we're doing a lot of Line 5 advocacy work in northern Wisconsin and northern Michigan for, uh, for Enbridge. And we're also doing some advocacy work for Talon Metals out of Tamarack, Minnesota, which is a nickel-copper project that is just starting to begin their permitting process. Um, And also, too, uh, when I originally started, we had a really strong focus on just being kind of specifically a northern Minnesota advocacy group or Minnesota advocacy group, and now we've transitioned to where we're going very national, almost more of an upper Midwest feel uh, type of approach, because one thing I'm finding out is that uh, a lot of projects like PolyMet or TWIN uh the, the these advocacy efforts are needed across the country
1: so what do you hope to be the outcome of this advocacy uh project talk about some of the goals that are milestones that you guys have
0: well well number one we just want the general public to understand that you can have responsible industry uh, especially in northern minnesota meaning that you know you can build a mine and still protect uh, the local environment um, and we believe that projects like polymed twin metals, Talon metals you know, having successful pipeline projects come through um, is, is better for the environment rather than, you know, mm-hmm. offshoring uh, much of these projects across the country, offshoring our nickel demand or our copper demand, uh, mm-hmm. our cobalt demand to different parts of the world that might not have the same environmental standards or labor regulations uh, as we do. So that's kind of that's our number one goal. And then I think moving forward as an organization is to continue to grow. Um, you know, our Facebook page doesn't have quite the following that your YouTube page has. But I mean, when, when I started, we had around 600 followers on Facebook, 200 on LinkedIn. Uh, now we have roughly 3,200 on LinkedIn, over 8,000 on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that we want to continue to build upon, get on different platforms and uh, continue voicing that message of responsible industry.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's great. Responsible industry it's aligned with ESG initiatives, which we know are here to stay. There'd be trillions of dollars spent on those. In addition, I wanted to throw in an additional benefit of better in our backyard because we need resource independence in terms of the United States economy and, you know, our own economy. And Russia-Ukraine conflict sort of brought this to our attention on how fragile global supply chains can be and how independent the U.S. used to be when we mined and made our own stuff. And now maybe if we bring some of that stuff in and we do it responsibly and, and cleanly and ethically and uh, respecting the rights of the environment and the local workers, I think you can kind of wrap all that into one package and it has multiple benefits.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, and that, and that was one thing that, you know, was obviously great about the previous administration. We had energy independence. Uh, They advocated Mm -hmm. for energy independence. And I, and I hope that, you know, whether it's mineral independence or energy independence, that's something that we're both sides of the aisle can come to, especially after this Ukraine crisis, what we're seeing, you know, even with just with supply chain issues with COVID, I don't, You know, if you know you can you can have debates about on different topics and politics, but I think one thing that we can come together on is is that having energy independence and having some of our own sources of minerals like cobalt, nickel, and increasing you know our production of our own copper resources isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's okay, you know, it gives you leverage Mm -hmm. with other countries. They know that um, you're not susceptible, you're not, uh, or I should say the right term, you're not vulnerable to supply chain issues. You Mm -hmm. have some leverage in negotiations and um, so making a point of having our own domestic resources, whether it's with our oil, oil industry or our mineral industry, or making sure that we're buying our resources from our allies, like to our friends up north in Canada, uh, is never a bad thing.
1: So in terms of your your, your efforts, do they stretch, stretch all the way up to Capitol Hill, or are you just staying local in, in we're, Minnesota? We're, ex-
0: we're extremely local. Um, we have uh, pretty mm-hmm. good relationships with uh, some local politicians in the area uh, that side with our projects, but... Um, you know, so, so every once in a while, um, we might get confused for a lobbying group, but we, we, we're really an advocacy, grassroots-focused group. Um, who knows what will be down the road in the future for us, but uh, we, we don't do any work at the Capitol as of yet. Um, and we're just focused on grassroots and educating the local region on the benefits of projects like Polymet, Twin Meadows, and Talon, and, and now Line 5 in northern Michigan and northern Wisconsin
1: so talk more about those companies in a moment but i really am interested how you got started with this what motivated you to do this advocacy group
0: well originally been in our backyard got started because historically in northeastern minnesota uh it's you know right now minnesota sits on 90 percent of the iron reserves in all the u.s and we have been mining iron ore for over 130 years and we've been doing so successfully while still protecting the environment Obviously, there are some been some missteps here along the way, but that's how you grow and that's how you learn as a community mm-hmm. and, and get better with industry and innovate. Um, and through that time, we also know that Minnesota has 95% of the U.S. nickel reserves. And once Eagle Mine is up and done running in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, Minnesota is the last stand when it comes to nickel reserves or high-grade nickel reserves uh, in the U.S. In addition, we also have 88% of our cobalt reserves uh, in the U.S. and 34% of our copper reserves. And um, one of the projects that has been that is most widely known in the region is Polymet's North Met project out of Hoyt Lakes. It's been in the permitting process uh, for over 17 years. And so, what originally got better in our backyard started was in, here in the city of Duluth. A lot of local city councilors, um, a lot of uh, you know our state senators and our state reps that represent the area don't really sp- they don't really speak in support of Polymet. And if the subject of Polymet does come up, if they ever even want to touch on the subject, they usually speak uh-huh. against Polymet. And and that kind of you know there there was a lot of people in this area, um, a lot of industry supporters that are like, hey, wait a minute, you know, you're bashing a project in an industry that carries the loose economy, and we have this great project that's coming through that could be environmentally safe. We can also mine minerals that are needed for our windmills, mm-hmm. um, solar panels, and other renewable energy technologies. And now you're you're bashing it, and so that's kind of what the main efforts of how Better in Our Backyard got started. Like, literally, we can do it better here in our backyard than we can do it anywhere else in the world. Um, And obviously, since then, as I was talking earlier, this is something that I I think is an issue across the country when it comes to new mining projects. Uh, The the stigma around new mining projects needs to be changed a little bit. And and as we were talking about Ukraine earlier, I think that is slowly changing now. Um, But to answer your question, that, that was what originally motivated Better in Our Backyard was actually it started with... Um, support for polymed and, and the Northmed project, and, and just educating folks in the region. Like mining isn't such a bad thing. I mean, you know, the average mm-hmm. wage in Minnesota uh, for mining pays in excess of ninety thousand a year. And you know, yeah. when you look at some of these, uh, that's not bad. Yeah. No, no, it's I mean, more than it,
1: the national average. The national average is about sixty thousand a year for a family. So if you're making that, that's pretty good.
0: Exactly, and and then and I think the national mining wage is seventy-five thousand a year. So competitively. Minnesota is a great hub that, you know, if you want to mm-hmm. have a good mining career, go to northern Minnesota. And and so a lot of these industry professionals that live in Duluth but do a lot of work up in the Iron Range, because a lot of these communities about our our north, there's a strong disconnect right now between the Iron Range and Duluth. And hopefully that will change here in the coming years. But it, it's it's kind of odd. Duluth, you know, there's many people in Duluth that are against the mining industry. And then you got, you know, great citizens up in the Iron Range that are like, wait a minute, like, literally our economy is carrying your economy. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a strong uh, um, economy here for shipping through the ports, and you see a lot of iron ore coming out through the ports into Lake Superior. Um, and it's, you know, where is that coming from? So literally, the, you know, the mining, I would argue that the mining industry is the foundation uh, to to Duluth's economy. And so that's kind of what started Better in Our Backyard was just to simply educate folks that, hey, you know, this isn't a bad thing.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. I'm getting a lot of education here. I didn't realize Minnesota had a lot of copper, cobalt, iron. What was the other one that you said? Copper, cobalt, our nickel.
0: nickel. Yeah, we'll have all the high grade nickel reserves in the U.S. Once Eagle Mine. The, right now, we have one active uh, mine that mines, you know, predominantly nickel, and that's uh, Eagle Mine out of uh, I believe it's in the Upper Peninsula of uh, Michigan and literally borders mm-hmm. on I forget which, like I think it's Lake Superior, but Um, That's going to be running out of war here in a couple of years, Uh, I think by 2026, 2027. So once that's done um, in terms of like high grade nickel reserves or, you know, like in terms of deposits that are can be, you know, that are profitable. uh, It's it's here in Minnesota.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And it's almost like Minnesota is going to come front and center in terms of commodities, commodities the U.S. needs as supply chains sort of decentralized. I, I think we're seeing this huge decentralization around the world of supply chains and of economies where manufacturing is going to come back and be a little bit more local. And, and when you do that, you got to have, you know, your local resources. So uh, moving beyond the economy, um, we're talking about doing things responsibly. So talk about some of the things that you advocate in terms of what the mining industry is doing or should be doing uh, in, in mining responsibly for the environment.
0: Well, one thing I never get tired of touching on is the fact that I believe the U.S. is getting over 70 percent of its cobalt supply from the Democratic Republic of Congo, which has little to no environmental relations. And mm-hmm. one thing that's even more disturbing is that they're notorious for using child la- labor. And so yeah. one thing I like to push here in Northeastern Minnesota is that we have the environmental protections in place. I mean, God, I mean, that's why polymets taken for 17 years is that, you know, the, the goalposts mm-hmm. keep changing. The, the environmental leg- regulations keep getting stricter. And stricter to the point where maybe it, it's not helping out the global environment as a whole. I don't know about that, mm-hmm. but uh, one thing I always like to touch on is the fact that we're getting much of our cobalt from the Democratic Republic of Congo, where there is no environmental regulations, and over right now it's estimated that over twenty-five thousand children are currently employed. and And cobalt is an mm-hmm. essential mineral that we use for uh, for our batteries and for other EV technologies. So, to me, I think I think as a country, as long as we're going to have politicians that are going to be advocating for more renewable energy technologies we need to really look at where we're getting our minerals from and if there's a way that we can source it from either here or canada or australia and have a good combination good working relationship between all three countries uh we should be working towards that not away from it
1: yeah one of the things i've always said that i didn't like about globalization it's not just that we we moved blue-collar jobs out of the us it's it's that we are so dependent upon other people and I don't think we as Americans understand when we want stuff cheap and we demand it now, what that means the rest of the world has to do. And a lot of these commodity producing nations don't have the wealth and infrastructure we do, and they don't have the labor laws. So you talked about the kids, you know, we also could go to like diamonds and, and conflict mines or the, uh, artisanal gold mines around the world in which you have kids working, or you have the gangs, you know, using slave labor. I don't think we rise as a richest nation in the world, what the rest of the world has to do to support our lifestyle. And I think talking about that and saying, Hey, maybe sometimes it's better to do it here because we do have, you know, established labor laws and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I, that's why I'm really interested in your organization. Cause I think that's a huge positive on a, on a number of different levels. And if we're, if we're pulling some of the stuff out of the ground that we need, then that put, because of these reasons, it puts pressure on these other commodity nations to raise their standard. You know, if we say we will only use cobalt that's mined to these standards, the rest of the world would have to comply. Why? Because we're going to be one of the biggest purchasers. We make a lot of stuff, right? So, it, you know, that, that's why your advocacy group is, seems so positive to me.
0: Well, and, that, and that's a great point, Robert. And, and it's a point that I've thought of but it it's a point that i haven't thought of in a long long time and it hasn't brought up been up, brought up to me in a long long time and that's a great it that that's probably the most important point out of all of this is that yeah you're right i mean if, if if other countries start seeing that the reason why we're not trading with them is because we just don't like how they're doing business they're eventually mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna innovate themselves without us forcing them to we're just gonna force them by the fact that there's no demand for that and uh, no it's a it's it's a Great point. I can't even. Yeah, I, I don't think I could even build on it better than what how you just did. So,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's like
1: a difference between predatory capitalism and compassionate capitalism. We we want capitalism, but we want it done in a way in which the people that are participating are getting value out of it and not being abused. And and we just don't see it. You know, yeah. we live this wonderful lifestyle. We, we don't travel and see these other places.
0: Well, and it's like doing business here in the U.S. You're not going to do business with someone that you know has a reputation of doing shady type deals mm-hmm. or or not treating their own workforce, right? I mean, there's a certain value system there that that you want to align yourself with if, if you mm-hmm. are a good company. And I think that's the, a great way for the country to approach how they trade uh, with other countries is do you really want to be trading with these people?
1: Yeah, this is interesting. So talk about next steps. I, I know you're excited about what you're doing. You're wanting to do more stuff. What would be, what should people, if they're coming to your website, we'll put up here in a moment, what should people be looking for from your organization? What are your next steps? Um, are you expanding or do you have certain initiatives that you're undertaking?
0: Well, we're always expanding. Um, you know, I think long-term I could see us advocating for other projects. Um, and and obviously, you know, we did a good job in, in advocating for Emergence Line 3 replacement project. Now it's completed. Um, I'd like for us to say the same for Polymet and Twin Metals uh, down the line. And if we're, obviously if we're doing our her job correctly and effectively and Um, I could see us doing that for other mining projects um, across the country and especially up in the upper Midwest. So our goal is to accomplish um, in in pushing out a positive narrative that's factual and educational to our followers that, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, mining here in the U.S. is a good thing. Having energy independence here in the U.S. is a good thing. Making sure that we're buying from our allies, purchasing minerals and and energy Mm -hmm. from our allies rather than our adversaries is a good thing. Uh, so that's that's our main goal is to, is to keep growing and to keep, uh, you know, bringing mining into a positive light, energy independence into a positive light. Uh, so that I don't know if that answers your question, but that's 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 our goal moving mm-hmm. forward. And and again, in terms of expansion, I can't stress enough. That's that's definitely something that we are we are looking into and, and, and is a goal of ours moving forward.
1: Yeah, the one of the wonderful things about living in this country and what I've noted growing up is a lot of change in society comes from grassroots efforts like these it's just people getting together saying hey we need to do something and then sharing the message and networking so uh, happy that you can be networking with us and and i'm really ecstatic you're doing this i mean there are a lot of things that i want to do in life that i don't have time and i appreciate you guys you know doing what you're doing uh if there's anybody out there that sees us because we have a lot of people that you know invest in things but also invest in causes if, if do you guys take donations or how can people
0: help you out oh, Would yeah, it just be yeah, joining we, your Facebook? Um... We take well i like to say contributions um but yeah no we definitely take in don't and 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 uh you know like we have our main partners and then we also have members so uh our partners are obviously the bigger players the projects um i call you know they're they're the people that are actually creating this you know things are they're, they're mining the minerals or you know they're, they're transporting the oil um and then we have member companies that do a lot of work with our partners uh we have over 50 companies that are part of us so yeah, if there's any more information you need to know, it's on our website. There's a tab where you can learn how to contribute to Better In Our Backyard, or you can shoot me an email um, at info at in com or ryan at com. Um, but yeah, definitely we're open to um, to expanding. And if, and if uh, companies are interested in becoming a part of us, um, I'd love to hear from them.
1: Okay. Any other last thoughts for our viewers, Ryan, before we sign off?
0: No, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. This is a great opportunity, Robert. And Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I just appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're going to be in Chicago
1: May 6th and 7th, right? At Strategic Investments.
0: Are are we on the scene? Yeah, so I'll be up
1: there. Awesome. So I'll be up there speaking. We'll put a link down in our description for anybody that wants to join us out in Chicago. And if you want to talk to Ryan in person, I guess that would be the place you want to do it. Come to Chicago May 6th and 7th, and we'll both be there, and we'll be happy to uh, answer any questions you guys have.
0: Sounds good. And looking forward Thank to it. Be- Thank you so much Ryan, appreciate you joining the program. All right, sounds good. Thank you, sir.